Good morning, everybody in listening land. You're tuned into Not Politically Correct, MPC, only on 1280 AM or 105.3 FM. Nicely. Yeah, I'm getting good at this. Very nice. Wow. What a week. Yeah. Where do you even want to start with this week? Well, let's see. Iran blew up a bunch of camels. Well, hold on. Now, now we got to get the whole week in review. Let's start at the beginning of the story, okay? Okay. So the beginning of the story goes something kind of like this. So once upon a time, there was this really nasty terrorist guy. And he was a top general in Iran. But he was also running their terrorism wing, for lack of a better term. Supplying... No, no, no. Let's call it what it was. The terrorism division. Yes. They are the terrorism division. (laughs) Yeah. And he... All right. We got to take this back even further. So at the Iraqi embassy... Now, we're going to do the comparison between this story and the story of the Benghazi embassy. Now, here's how it goes. The Iraqi embassy sitting there and they're like, man... We got bad guys coming, and they're coming quick. And President Trump says, Marines, go! 13 minutes later, wheels (laughs) up. So, the Marines showed up. Benghazi. Call after call after call. 13 hours later. Nobody came. Yeah. Nobody still came. 13 minutes, 13 hours. Yep. Pretty crazy, right? Hey, you know, that could be a TV show. It It could be a movie. It really could. Uh, The difference of 13 minutes versus 13 hours. Well, and here's the interesting part. So, you know, during the Benghazi attack, and it is really important to mention this because these two are so incredibly similar. The Benghazi attack was a cover-up from the beginning. That much we know for sure. You know, they were sending all kinds of communiques from the embassy, from the CIA annex, everything else. And everybody's claiming there's no military asset available. Okay. Well... Let's break this down. Let's go to Turkey. Those boys there is, well, fired up three times and were stopped. Right. There is, they were actually wheels up and had to come back. Now, now, let's really break this down. Is there anywhere in the world that you can be that you cannot get U.S. troops there in a reasonable amount of time? Not really. Not really. Not, no, not really. It may be a couple hours, but we can get you some dudes. Yeah, but do you realize Turkey to Benghazi was only... 33 minutes, I think, flight time. And all we could do is get a drone? (laughs) Yeah. So then you got Iraq. Bunch of terrorists doing terrorist stuff. The Marines show up. They stop doing terrorist stuff. A whole bunch more Marines show up. They still stop doing terrorist stuff. They've got air cover. They have air superiority. And guess what? That was the end of that mess. Well, see, there was this guy. Yeah, he he, was. And he was an Iranian general, and he was doing terrorist stuff and causing destabilization in the region, et cetera, et cetera. And he was on his way to the Benghazi airport. No, Baghdad. Oh, I'm sorry, the Baghdad airport. He had made it there. When Kaboomaboom. He was leaving. Death from above came and visited him, and that was the end of him. Now, Iran lost their cookies. And threw a fit. So then, we fast forward a few days later, and Iran decides that they're going to fire a bunch of missiles and intentionally miss. Now, all right, great. Then they follow that up with, 
And if you retaliate back, they were going to strike Dubai and part of Israel. Now, let's hey. let's do this real quick. Uh, let's if take you, them up on that. <laughs> if you want to strike Dubai, those are your homies. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah. I don't think striking Israel is a very good idea. Because here's the thing. They got the Iron Dome, for one thing. Well, and let's let's break this down. They've been contemplating ways to take out Iran for years. They're pretty good at it. And if, for some reason, Iran attacked Israel... Yeah, and you've then, opened up a rabbit hole here. Then, I'm going to go down. Then Israel would attack Iran, and then their ally, the United States, would assist them in attacking Iran. And our ally... AUE and Saudi would have to help us because mm-hmm. they don't want the, the nope. strong Iran left. No, they don't. And so, so the moral of the story is, unlike when Obama and Hillary were in charge of the United States uh, and plenty of Americans were in danger and killed. Well, he he Iran. That was his problem. Uh, he ran. Know, and, you know, didn't he have to go to bed because he was tired? Yeah, yeah, he ran. Trump didn't. He racked him. <laughs> Trump brought an absolute can yeah. of whoop butt down upon them. And that was fine. Now, some of the more interesting things that have happened. Apparently, the supposed, basically, the breakdown is oh, a random plane crashed in Iran. But we're not going to release the black boxes. No, we're not going to release the black boxes, which pretty much tells us you shot down the plane. Congratulations. I would be. Here's my bet. Okay. You have a commercial jet, which is going to give a very similar radar signature to a troop carrier. You thought the paratroopers were coming for you. And you blasted that thing. But on a funnier note, did you see what happened in Iran on Wednesday morning? 4.9 earthquake in the middle of Iran right next to their nuke facility. (laughs) Okay, that's the rabbit hole I was going down. I know. I know where you're going. I went there as soon as I read the article. There's been rumors of a seismic blast machine. Yep. Both outer space. Supposedly a satellite that can send a beam down and cause a deep uh, earthquake. And, you know, there's been loose rumors about the Israelis having the capability of doing it. And this is the thing we're talking about that that drops the tungsten rod the size of a telephone pole. Right. That will, basically, it just drops it and the Earth's own gravity just slams it down and hits bedrock. It's a great alternative to a nuclear device because it commits it creates absolute devastation with no fallout. Maybe that's what hit it. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But I'm fine with it. Either way, earthquakes are fine for Iran. Obviously, they've uh, earned the reputation to receive a few. Yeah. So we've we've got all of this stuff going on and on and on with the Iran deal. But here's we have to go back in time to really understand Iran because here we've talked about this a little bit on this show before. Most people today don't know history. So Lee sure. and I are going to take you down the history rabbit hole. Well, plus 
you know, I, I don't want to sell everybody short in our audience. If you go to church every Sunday and you got a good hellfire and brimstone preacher that <laughs> delves into the Old Testament, you're going to know the whole history of Persia and all this stuff. Oh, okay. So if we want to go back. <laughs> or you can watch the 300 and well, do it I, in a synopsis. Well, you know? and that's, that's what's actually <laughs> interesting. So realistically, that empire, once led by Xerxes, and there's multiple Xerxes. It's not yeah. the same guy if you read your history book. Sometimes it doesn't explain it right. Whatever. Kind of like Caesar's. Right. But here's what we know. Once upon a time, the Persians, Xerxes, decided they wanted to invade Greece. They failed. Not because Persia was not the most powerful military in the world, but because for the Persian soldier, it was just some place. For the Greeks who defended it... The Spartans, because they was, had to go through the province right. of Sparta. They had to go through Sparta. They had to deal with the Athenians, everybody. Now, they beat the crap... Out of Greece. They burnt cities. Athens was to the ground. But in the end, they lost. If we if we look down, we know that one of the occupations of Israel took place through, um, oh my gosh, through the same group of people. They went all the way down south into Israel. That's where you get the Babylonian captivity, this whole thing. So that region has been a it's kind of been out to just start a problem for years and years. Since the dawn of time. Right. Now, let's fast forward to the 1970s. Okay. Oh, it's even worse than the 19... Okay. So, you have the... the just go to 76. Well, or hold 77, on. actually. Well, it's important to talk about the PLO in this, though. Well, yeah. Because... All right. So, Iran is the largest funder of terrorism in the world. That we know. The money's been tracked. Everybody's found it. All right. So once upon a time, there were some Olympics that took place in Germany. Yes, that was 68. The PLO terrorist killed the Israeli athletes. The Israelis then released the Mossad and hunted down everybody involved and killed them. You know why? Because that's what they do. Yep. And that's fine. Congratulations, you have the right to do that. Now, Germ Germany refused to let Mossad go in to get the people oh, out. Oh, yeah, they Mossad, did. Mossad was ready to do it right there. Oh, and let's call it what it was. Mossad would have handled it. Yeah. Okay, if you ever listen With to With fewer casualties. Oh, yeah, because congratulations, Germany. You got all of them killed because you had no idea what you were doing. Not even a little bit. So, we have this event that's the PLO that sparks it off. When you listen or you hear on the news about rockets being launched from Gaza and, and hitting or the Iron Dome shooting them down or them not being shot down and causing casualties, that's predominantly done by Hezbollah. Hezbollah is funded by the Iranian government. By this bad dude that kind of went to pieces on us. Yeah, pretty much. So... In order to understand what Iran is, you have to understand all the proxy wars Iran's been fighting. Iran has been fighting a proxy war with Israel forever. Legitimately almost forever. Yeah. I mean, real, but in recent time, at least since the 60s, okay? And they don't do it directly, but they do it through these proxy groups that they tend to fund. Okay. Now, 
Hang tight here because it's it's going to start. We'll go back to 66, six-day okay. war. Yep. Iran was instigator to got everybody to go in it. Yes, it was. And Israeli from every side but one because <laughs> it backed up to the sea. Yep. Everybody around Took Israel. land from every one of them. Yeah. It's one of the only times that a force that was severely outnumbered, being Israel, actually took territory from the aggressors. That's a pretty big deal. And they held... And no place was Palestine. No. So, so why are we dealing with the PLO? What, what's the deal with it, this? Dude, what a rabbit hole of nightmares and mess. Okay? Six-day war. Israel fights off everybody. Now, I'd also like to point out that during that time, that is when it is believed the U.S. supplied Israel with nuclear weapons in case they came down to the final solution, just in case. And there's the story of how Israel got nukes. Let's call it what it was. Israel has always been the United States' ally. And we're going to talk a little more about that when we come back. This is Not Politically Correct Radio! Welcome back. This is Not Politically Correct Radio on AM 1280, FM 105.3, Lincoln County's hometown station. This is Not Politically Correct with Andrew Dodd and Lee Thompson. We are talking about how the mess with Iran has built up over a long period of time to get us to where we are today. Since the dawn of time. Right. So we've got these, we have the Six-Day War that takes place. 66. Right. We have the um, Israeli athletes that are killed by the PLO. 68. Okay. Now we're going to go up to Iran and see where the U.S. is involved. So Iran. In 78. Was a friendly country to the U.S. Yeah, we, we put the Shah in power. Right. Now, if you want to see something crazy. Look up a photo, because you can find plenty of photos of Iran in the 60s. They had movie theaters. They had new cars. Actually, up until 76. It looked like any Western society would, or it actually looked a lot like Israel. I'm going to look that it's, up. I thought the Shah went out in 75, 76. So here's what happens. There is a president in the United States, and he was pathetic. He was the classic, weak, pathetic Democrat. And this weak, pathetic Democrat's name was Jimmy Carter. Now, we had a big embassy in Iran. Okay? Iran was a friendly country for us. Not a big deal. And then all of a sudden, it all erupted. The... Ayatollah, right? Yep, okay. So what happens is the religious leader, the Ayatollah, comes in and he stirs up the people of Iran. The Iranians eventually, yes? Shah was overthrown in 79. Okay. That was during the Iranian Revolution. Yep. It That started in 78. Eight. And that was led and that's, by, when, and that's when they took Mahoney, <coughs> right? Who is dying of cancer. Yes. Took him to the U.S. for treatment. Yep. All right. So this is Khomeini. Yes. Yes. And these are the Ayatollah that eventually yep. take over. So they seize the United States Embassy and they capture a whole lot of people. Now, fabulous, fabulous film, if you want to see, that relates to this, is called Argo. Yeah. It tells the story of the few who actually escaped 
and the CIA and what they pulled off and attributed to the Canadians. <laughs> it was great. Well, they did have to use the Canadians. They did. Off. They used Canadian passports and everything else. All right. So they hold all of these people as hostages for over a year. That year is a presidential election year in the United States. The guy who is running for president, you know him. What's his name? Dutch Reagan. That would be him. And he says, I'm going to deal with this Iran thing as soon as I'm president. He wins in a sweeping wind. And like that, the hostages are released. Because Iran knew he wasn't talking crap. He was coming and he was bringing hell with him. That was the truth of it. Okay. Now, let's move forward a little further in history. Obviously, tensions have remained very high between the United States and Iran ever since. Technically, we've been at war since 78. Co correct. All right. Now, let's move on a little further. If you want to go to Iran, you cannot get there from the United States. You can get there from Germany. You can get there from lots of other countries that aren't technically at war with Iran. Canada, I believe you can get in. Okay. Through Canada. All right. Iran is listed on the State Department's website as a hostile nation. Now we got to move a little further. There is a woman, and I cannot think what her name is. She is the vice president of Iran. You know who I'm talking about. She met with President Obama several times. Okay? Her children currently go to school in the United States. See, Lee's doing the research today. I really enjoy when he does it, and I don't have to. Yeah, because Norm... She's got a big old name. Yeah, just a minute. Okay. So this this goes on. Well, she's got more than just a big old name. Have you seen this woman? Yes, I have. Wow. Okay. So <clears throat> that chick. Ibadiki Carr. Uh huh. Yeah. Ma Ma Mas Masuma. I believe so. Yeah, it's Masuma Ibadita. Now that chick. Wow. Was one of the hostage takers during the siege on our embassy, where President Carter ordered the Marines inside to stand down. I always like to point that out. Yes. Because and that's not what Marines are for. Rocky Sickman <laughs> says he regrets taking that order, too. Well, you know what? You would have been better to die, fight to the last man than surrender. There wasn't a... None of them had guns at the time. Right. Had we opened fire, they would have run. Yes, we had enough firepower with, what, 25 Marines in yeah. there? Plus a whole bunch of State Department people that we all know. We're state, CIA. Right. <laughs> okay. When when you have an embassy and there's like five times as many State Department people as you need, most of them are using State Department as a cover. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. This chick was responsible and was one of the hostage takers. She met with President Obama many times in the United States and abroad. Former president and treasonous actor Obama gave how much money? We always like to talk about this. 1.5 billion. 
Now, it's irrelevant whether or not that money was theirs. I always hear people go, but it was their money anyway. It's not your money if I seize it. Not all of it was, though. No. So he flies. He had only seized uh, 700000 So he flies all of or this. Or $700 million, yeah. All of this money to them on a C-130 in the middle of the night. Okay? Congratulations. Now they have one point whatever billion dollars. That's a crap load of money, especially when you are the world's biggest sponsor of terrorism. Untraceable money. Oh, yeah. Which is what they needed it for. Uh-huh. Obama knew what they wanted it for, I guarantee you. Now, well, let's let's just throw it out. Even if he didn't know what it, they wanted it for, he gave one point something billion dollars... To an enemy. To an enemy, which I'm pretty sure, by definition, is a treasonous act. That one isn't punishable by life in prison. That's giving aid. Yeah, that's aid to an enemy. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm pretty sure that gets you a short drop and a quick stop. Anyway, so now Iran is is doing this, and they have tons of money. So then Obama helps them usher in a nuclear deal so they can build centrifuges for reactors so they can have power. Are you an idiot? You know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, they may generate some power. To run the centrifuges. Right. Now, for as long as Iran has been sitting there and wanted nuclear capability, their number one goal in the world, and they have publicly made it, is to wipe Israel off the map. Okay? So the U.S. president supplied them with the money and some of the means to do that. Now we fast forward to today. Iran is a rogue state. That's the truth of it. They are a rogue state that sponsors terrorism worldwide. They have multiple times directly, let's say indirectly, targeted our greatest ally in the Middle East. That being the Israelis. There is a great quote out there <coughs> after we, after the U.S. killed Samani from Benjamin Netanyahu. Did I you loved, hear it? Yes, I loved it. The U.S. was defending itself and has the right, just as Israel has the right. That's all he has to say. Yeah. Now, what I love is the left whining and complaining because Congress didn't get the okay or didn't give the okay for that. Well, let me ask you a question. That's not in first thing. That, that is not an act of war. He did not declare an act of war. Because it took place in a country we're already in. We don't go to Congress when we want to take out any other terrorist. We just do it. Well, okay. We took out a known terrorist and the second highest ranking person in Iran. Who's responsible for, for what's believed 18% of deaths in, of U.S. service members in Iraq? More than that, I think. I thought they were contributing to over uh, to almost eighteen hundred deaths. Oh, good grief! Is what I thought. I feel I'd like read. I feel like that's enough to justify any action you yeah. want to take to get him. Okay, but the thing is, what he did didn't require it, and it was nothing compared to what Obama did. He took oh. out two U.S. citizens yes, that had turned yeah. terrorists, which. They because st- they deemed them U.S. citizens still had constitutional rights. That's correct. Hey, here's here's one for the left. You ready? How mad they're going to get? Terrorists don't have constitutional rights under U.S. law. U.S. U- citizens do. U.S. citizens do. 
Immigrants do not have rights. Nope, sorry. Illegals. Illegals. I'm going to say it. Yep. Illegal, illegal migrants, illegal immigrants, wetbacks, whatever you want to call it, Don't do not have, have constitutional it. rights. Correct. So, they have the right to be sent back home. Yes, and that's it. That is absolutely all. So what we're what we're trying to break down here is the response. Okay? Now, I guess you saw in Iraq, the people of Iraq were thrilled that they took out Salamani. Yeah. Loved it. Did, they did, were thrilled. Did, did you hear that the Republican Guard had to kill 1,500 protesters who were protesting in favor of him being killed? Uh-huh. Because they didn't want that to get out? Yep. So that Iran killed their own people because they were happy that the butcher was gone. Now, here's where it gets a little scarier. Okay? The Iraqi government, now you've seen this one, right? Where the Iraqi government voted that the U.S. needs to get out? Yeah. Okay. Now, I hate to break the news to everybody, but here's how the Game of Thrones works. If I have an occupying force in your country, even if I... What do we have right now in Iraq? Like 15,000? 10,000? Yeah. Something like that? It's not yeah, it's, a ton. Yeah, yeah, it's actually rather but, small. But let's call it what it is. You could control Iran with 10,000. No, or I mean Iraq with 10,000. Yeah. No question about it. If Iraq is saying you guys need to get out, then you need to probably start following the money. Because that means people are being bought. Yeah. Okay? So now you move up to Iran. Iran does a quasi-missile strike, right? Man, we've already blown through this segment. Yeah. Wow. Stand by. This is Not Politically Correct Radio on 1280 AM, KYRO 105.3 FM, Lincoln County's hometown station. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back. Boy, Man. this hour's flying by, we isn't are it? flying by. This is Not Politically Correct Radio, 1280 AM, 10... Oh, my gosh. 105.3. Yeah, my brain just went blank. <laughs> 105.3 FM, 1280 AM. And we're glad to have you all tuning in. We really in. are. So, we were we were kind of going through the the breakdown of how all of this stuff plays out, and you know the breakdown of what Iran has funded, what Iran's goal actually is. One thing that we that I neglected to mention is you know when when Iran was first talking their rhetoric about oh the U.S. killed our general blah 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 blah. Did you see where I where Iran's only ally told them to knock it off? Iran's only, the only people that really do business with Iran is Russia. Right. And when they were like, oh, there will be repercussions against the United States, Russia's like, you knock that crap off right yeah. now. Yeah. We're going to be at a war you don't want. You don't want it. And realistically. Russia doesn't want it. Well, and the thing is, if Iran digs themselves into this, Russia Russia's not run. Gonna, Russia's not going to back them up. No. It's not going to happen. There were times where Russia would back them up, but where Russia's at now, they're not going to back up Iran. It's not going to happen. What you've got to remember is Russia's economy is very U.S. dependent. I was going to say, I was going to call it fragile. Fragile works. Yeah. Russia doesn't need any sanctions from the United States because they like to sell their goods here. They like to buy our stuff. Cool. Keep it going. Russia's not going to back Iran's play. Yeah, they like our food. They do. 
I like their food. I'm thrilled I can buy it here. Makes me really happy. Yeah, but yak? No, I'm not eating any yak or any <laughs> that weird crap. Come on, man. You know, yak prepared properly isn't all that bad. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's called yak. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to yak. Yeah, no, but you, you don't like goat, so. I don't like, I'll eat goat. Eat goat is fine. Goat milk, goat cheese, goat byproduct, not good. Uh, ground cooked like you do a, a pig in the ground, goat is fabulous. You know the secret to cooking goat, though? What's the secret to cooking goat, man? Lots of garlic. All right. Yeah. That's the main secret. I love garlic. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite things. Hmm. Once again, I'm sure I could really tick that Mediterranean, that Greek chef off if I'd ever oh, get on a conversation about cooking goat with I'm him. Sure you could. Uh, you know, I had him talking to himself after 30 minutes with me, <laughs> just Lee, talking about sometimes lamb. Sometimes you have me talking to myself after we get done doing this. <laughs> Now, we've got to mention this because this is important. We're in the third segment. We have a bonus segment that plays. Now, here's what I have to tell you. Pull out your computer magic box thing or your cell phone. And get on Facebook and find Not Politically Correct Radio. Got that early? Yep. <laughs> like the page. Okay. One of us nuts post on there a lot. Yep. That's not me. Did, did you like my post on that I shared from my page? I did. About we wouldn't we wouldn't have had this at all had the Democrats realized who they represented. And they oh. don't represent terrorists in Iran, but they represent U.S. citizens. Yeah, no. They and had they stood behind the president and they would have seen a unified United States, I don't think Iran would have launched one missile at all. It's possible. So for you to see articles like what we post— Go to Not Politically Correct Radio on Facebook. Find it. Now, here's the kicker. We record this show and have it so you can stream it. Anytime. You can listen to this same show ten times if you want. Yeah. One part also, of it, you want to catch up on your history. But we also have the bonus segment, and that appears only, only, only on our podcast. You can find that on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, any of those at Not Politically Correct Radio. It's a great podcast. Look it up. Listen to it. We talk much more in depth about things. Go ahead, Lee. And we talk much more human, so... Disclaimer is what he said. Yeah, saying. this is our disclaimer. It's not always kid-friendly. So if you don't want your kids to hear some bad words... That being said, if your kids are over 16, they need to be listening to it. If your kids are over 12, they probably heard yeah, them. they have. Despite what you may think, they've heard it. Trust me. Yeah, if you haven't been to the middle school. Whew, man, that's like going to a Navy barracks. Good getting it anymore. So, anyway. Actually, it's almost like going to a Navy bar. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> so, so find Not Politically Correct Radio on Facebook. Take it, find it, follow it, listen to our podcast. It's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify is the biggest one we have listeners on. That is a great choice. Now, here's part two. We're gaining Apple iTunes, though. So. Yeah, we are. Here's the other spot that I want to throw in. If you would like to sponsor our show. Podcast or the regular radio yes, show? Yes, they are completely separate. The podcast is one thing. The radio show is another. If you want to sponsor those, get a hold of us. You can send us a message on our messenger, or you can give either one of us to text or call. You can text me or call at 636-358-0992. You can text me at 314-409-0336. And we will 
mention your show or your business or whatever it is you want to advertise. We'll even let you come in and join yeah. us once in a while. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what you do, no matter if it's working on cars, building guns. Maybe you've got a dairy farm and you want to talk about what you do with whole milk. We're fine with that. Yeah. Not a big deal. But get with us and let us know. We would love to have you on either in this segment. Or, or if you have a meat market, let's talk trade. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> And then, or if you just want to be on the podcast version, if your business is a little more uncensored and you'd like to be on the podcast, get with one of us. We will put you on the podcast. It's not a big deal. All right, back to what's going on now that we took care of all the housekeeping in the last segment. Yeah, we got it done. We did. All right. So, Pelosi is still holding the impeachment articles. Still doesn't want to do anything with them. Knows that the right is going to spank her. I think they realize, and that's the reason they're making such a bit. This is why they're making such a big deal about Trump killing this guy. Said, "Oh, he did this to stall the impeachment, or whatever." They are thankful he did this. They wanted a reason to stall the impeachment. Oh yeah, because they know this is this is a this could be a game changer for them. This could totally wipe out, yeah, the Democratic Party. This I could, think the Democratic Party will fragment over this. Yes, this could, this could. I think this is the end of them. This could really put the nail in their coffin, realistically. Uh, let's see, what else do we have going on? We've oh. got uh, Virginia is still yeah. at it. Yep. Um, the governor wanted to pass a hidden in his spending bill, was hiring a, creating an entire separate law enforcement agency to go after gun violations under his unconstitutional laws. Hmm. That's interesting. We're just going to keep watching to see what boils down in in Virginia. We're going to see how that cooks out. <laughs> yeah, because that, oh, man, that is going to cook out like, I would say nothing we've ever seen, but we have because it's yeah. Virginia. Yeah, maybe all over again. And it's what Virginia does, and that's fine. Virginia, we appreciate what you're trying to do. Not the governor of Virginia. You're a jerk. But the rest of Virginia. Well, the whole House and the Senate. Everybody. You know, they got the Democrats have a supermajority in Virginia. Yes, they do. And the citizens don't know how that happened. Nope. Now, I got a question. If the citizens don't know how it happened, can we say voter fraud? I know we can say voter fraud. Okay, here's something I want everybody to watch. This this came to me in one of my sitting at a bar with friends having a yep. drink moments. Oh, those are the best. They don't want Biden. That's obvious. The Democrats don't. Definitely. They don't want Bernie for damn sure. They're down to the point they're talking about a Biden-Sanders ticket. Oh, boy. So we're going to put two 80-year-olds in there. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. Well, that's going to be just a great time, isn't it? Yeah, that means we're going to end up with the Speaker of the House if we're not careful. Because <laughs> if something would happen to Joe, Bernie would have a heart attack being so excited that it would fall on the Speaker. You know, I feel like you're not wrong. You know, that. so you'd want to make sure we got the uh, Republican House <laughs> just for that reason, people, is the third in line. What? But here, here's, here's what's come to my, came to me. Bloomberg's not going to get it. I mean, there really isn't anybody there. I'm going to be honest, Lee. I think Bloomberg is going to get it. No. Here's what I think. When you hear this Siri, they're going to run Clinton-Obama. What? 
Hillary Clinton on Man. the head of the ticket at the brokered convention. Oh, no. Think about it. Okay, so give me this rundown. Who's running? They'll run Hillary at the head because she's, you know. Yeah. And they'll put Michelle in because she's never held office. That'll give Michelle experience. That's their theory. Oh, boy. Go with that. What do you think now? Did I just turn your stomach? But you turned is my it, stomach. Is it not realistic? It's realistic. And that's why it turns my stomach. Wow. That's what I came up with. They'll do a Clinton Obama ticket instead of an Obama Clinton. They're going to flip the names. Oh, man. Now, it'll never happen. Two women on one ticket will never win. But man, I I don't even know. But but that ticket would be hard to beat because they would be kind of pulling the black vote back away from the Republicans. Right. They would be planning on pulling independents back over because of the Clinton name. Right. That that I is, don't know, man. That could be a pretty dangerous. That would ticket. Be, that would be a tough ticket to beat. That would be, and that real, came to me after about three drinks. That would be a really tough ticket to to dance with, big time. I would just like to point out, should that ticket win? How do you feel about Tel Aviv, man? <sighs> Boy, you know, I, Belize or Tel Aviv? You think we're too old to join the IDF? But I think Belize. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Belize. <laughs> if you go to Belize, I'm going to go to Israel. You yeah. have fun. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, what a mess, man. All right. So, we've. we've so, oh. yeah, there's my conspiracy. Man, That's what this I, is all about. Man, if I you can't... notice, Clinton has shut up. Yes, Michelle Obama has gone up. Michelle Obama's gone out of sight. And now that they got them out of sight, keeping them quiet so they can't hurt themselves. Right. And now that you're saying it, it kind of plays out into a conspiracy theory possibility. Round one superdelegates don't vote. Oh, boy. Broker convention. Nobody gets enough. Goes to round two. Superdelegates get in. Yep. Main, I see exactly where this is going. Superdelegates vote against whoever's on top because they don't want them super oh. delegates go round three now they start throwing in names in the hat from the outside yep and there come the names man you could be right hey guess what lee are we out of time we're out of time so here's what we want to do i know you guys are listening to us and you love listening to what we're saying i hope Go find us on Spotify. Go find us on Facebook, Not Politically Correct Radio, and listen to the bonus segment. It is going to be a good one today. There's no question about it in my mind at all. This is going to be a rocking segment. And if there's any major updates with Iran or anything between now and Sunday, go and get the podcast, the latest podcast, and it'll be update. We will update. If anything big breaks, we will record at our other studio, and we will get those up there to you. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We will see you in the bonus segment at Not Politically Correct Radio, Facebook and Spotify. Find us there. This has been Not Politically Correct Radio. Hey, I'm Lee. He's Dodd. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.